to everybody. This is the heart cosmic mandala. Oh. So, see, can you see? Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, I do all my videos in front of it just to add an extra oomph. Right? Yes. Okay, so let me introduce you, Gabriella, and I'll say hello to everybody. My name is Joe Renee Feeler, and this is our regular weekly message, but we have a special uh, experience this time because I invited Gabrielle Spencer to be with us, and I'm so excited to share some tips with my fellow entrepreneurs and those that are trying to really create a system for sharing their light in this reality, which can often mean a business, and I know that meant that for me, but that wasn't my original intention to, oh, I'm going to make a business out of spirituality. I just wanted to share my light in this world. And it ended up that it go, it went this way. So for me, it's worked out well. And I, I talk with a lot of you in private session work um, about your own sort of like, what should I do? What should I do first? How can I do this? I can't run a business. I'm like, maybe you can, and you don't know you can. So I want to introduce Gabrielle, Gabrielle Spencer. And Gabby, can you tell us a little bit about you to introduce yourself to the audience that doesn't know you yet? I can. Thank you. Um, I'm calling myself because I've been called out there. It's really fascinating. Practical spiritualist. And I actually think it's like two of the best words for me because one of the things that for me, I'm a very mind person. I'm a very, was very left brain through my corporate career. And so the journey for me has been about integrating the left and the right and having them act symbiotically to work together, not against one another, right? So the practical spiritualist, as well as the catalyst for light and abundance, I'm all about abundance in every area of your life. Most people, we just figure out one area that's really lacking, but actually when you bring it all into balance, it all flows beautifully. So that's my message for everybody. And I do that um, with healing energy work and, you know, connecting to the other side and helping people move out the deeper layers of issues for them. So with that, that's what I do in general and um, helping people bring out who they're really meant to be. And as you say, that for many people becomes their business because it, it really lights us up from within. I mean, that's what makes us happiest. I'm most happy when people have a breakthrough and their life suddenly is like, oh, yeah, and you're going, yes, that's why we're here. These are the moments that we love and we want more and more and more of them, right? That's abundance, having the happy life so that when things do happen, because as I say, unfortunately or fortunately, we're not by ourselves, right? We have all kinds of people that are coming into our sphere of influence. So it's really all about you and staying centered. Mm -hmm. And uh, since we're not medita meditating in caves anymore, that means that we have to bring it with us, right? Perfect. So it's an extra challenge. So that's a little bit about what I'm up to. Thank you, Gabrielle. So I, I'm guessing my audience is already like, oh, I can see why Jill has her on <laughs> because there are so many complimentary ways that, and when Gabrielle, we were talking for what, maybe 20 or 30 minutes, maybe it was a little bit longer. A little bit longer. Station last week. And I was like, oh my gosh, we are so similar. And you guys, we've had, we've been, we have that behind the scenes view of what it's like to get invitations to telesummits or want to be on some telesummits. So we really do want to peel back the veil here and, and I want to say be vulnerable in a way about things maybe that we've tried or things that we've been invited into that maybe didn't go the way that we planned or basically it's almost like learning from our mistakes, but of course there really aren't any mistakes. 
Um, but also maybe helping you guys cut some corners and save some time. And my big thing is helping you save money because, and we're sliding right into the topic here. I want to, there's a lot of kind of things that I see. There's a lot of things that I see with my client work that I wish they had talked to me before they did some things so that I could have said, you know what, that's, I don't feel like that's going to have the outcome that you expect. Yes. So Gabriel, should we get started on the, what we had said, I think is we were going to share our top three do's and our top three don'ts. Am I remembering that correctly? And does that still feel good? <laughs> I have five do's. Five do's. So why don't we take turns? No, um, absolutely. Let's go. We, we might even overlap. Let's start with the don'ts and I'll go first. Is okay. That, okay. So my first don't is don't underestimate yourself. Oh, this, this common trap that we have about not feeling that we're ready and not being sure that we can do it. You guys, sometimes we won't know until we try. And that has definitely been my experience. I'm getting goosebumps on that. So don't underestimate yourself. Trust that you are an amazing source of light in the all that is, and that you're here by choice in this reality to share and be that light. So you're ready. You were born ready. But as the adult, we have all these different wiring and programming that sorts of get, it gets in the way. And it does make us underestimate ourselves. So that's my first top number one don't is do not underestimate yourself. Okay, Gabrielle, you're all right. So my top don't is don't feel pressured to do something like advertising or being on a summit social media, whatever it is that you don't feel completely in love with. So it's basically if you're out of alignment with something and it really doesn't resonate with you, pass. It's, it's a pass. And ask the universe to bring you something else that makes you light up, makes you happy about doing it. Um, my only little example here is I'm not in love with social media. Um, and so every time I post something – I'm not going to say that it hurts me, but it sort of irritates me like that little, "Mm," you know, like, Oh God. And so with that, the energy is with my post, which is not the energy I am attempting to spread. Right. So it's not in alignment with me. And I learned, um, I learned the hard way that it does translate in the online world, how you actually feel. And so this is important for everybody to know that if there's something that isn't exactly, and you don't even need to know why it doesn't matter why it just is. And so choose something else or ask for something else to come into your consciousness to do. Okay. Love that one. Oh, that's so good. Okay. My number two don't is don't over invest your money in your project or your business, especially when you're starting out. That is a common trap that I see where people feel like they need, um, well, I need the $5,000 website in order to look professional to get my business off on the right foot. And that's $5,000 you're taking out of another, I mean, that's hard earned money that I'm guessing that you got from somewhere else. So please don't over invest in your business. And it's okay, especially in that first year or two before the cash flow is really coming in. Um, it's so wise to just do things on a shoestring budget, learn to do things yourself. It is so easy now with, with YouTube and other how-to videos. I'm constantly 
trying to figure things out on myself because I'm too cheap to pay an IT guy or a website gal to get something done for me. So I go way beyond my comfort zone all the time in what I've done for myself. And my first website was hideous. It was, um, it was from a Costco business, uh, you know, business customer program. I can't remember how much I paid for it, but it was, it was hideous, but it worked because it had a blog section so I could post things. I don't think it had commerce yet, but I'm not sure it may have. And then I used eJunkie, e-junkie for paid downloads so that people could purchase online materials. So I just kind of pasted stuff together and it worked. And then later on, I ended up, there were two different times I paid, I think $2,500 once and $5,000 another time for somebody to design a new website for me because I wanted it to look more professional. I, and I didn't use either one of them. That is money that, I, that I, I helped earn through helping other people in this reality that I just handed over to somebody and thought I was going to get something that I would love. And I didn't like it at all to the point that I, it never even went live. And I know that happens to a lot of us where we, we think, oh, well, I need to do it this way and it's going to cost this much money. But hey, you got to pay to play. Um, no, you don't always have to pay to play. And sometimes, you know, I really had to develop a standard of good enough. And that's hard because some of us, especially in this audience, we have really high standards for ourselves. And I feel like the energy of what you're creating is so much more than a fancy professional website or a really slick, you know, tool to get something done. There are other shoestring budget source of items that you can make work that aren't a lot of money that you can figure out how to use or ask somebody to help you that you know uses MailChimp for newsletters or something like that. I definitely don't use all of the device, all the um, apps and things like that to their full potential, but I use them enough to get the job done and for it to be good enough. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Yeah, that perfectionism thing would be high on the list of don'ts. Because the truth is that, and I find myself saying this to my clients more often than not, you may have a one-page website. There's no rule that says you can't. And for myself, I have a three-page website. It's as basic as you can make it, pretty much, um, because it just has basically what I offer. It has um, about me. And it has a how to contact me page. (laughs) So it's super easy. And I will tell you, nobody has ever emailed me or called me up and said, Gabrielle, that website really bites. In fact, they tell me, oh my God, I love the energy of the website. So I think that overall, as far as a don't, again, it is about simplicity because our message is more important. The energy you infuse into that one page website is going to be great and it has to reflect you. I'd like to add on to what you were saying. For myself, I use um, deposit photos. They offer often a package where you get 100 photos for $100, and you have a whole year to use them. And now this is my second year of doing this. I mean, which means that for the webinars I create, anything I need for banners, whatever, I mean, I'm in there all the time. I currently have like 103 left. You know, so the point is you can buy as many as you need. But that makes professional photos really 
inexpensive. I mean, a dollar a photo, that's crazy, right? So there's stock photos. I'm just, now I have questions about it because I don't know about this one. It's called Deposit Photos, D-E-P-O-S-I-T-P-H-O-T-O-S.com. Okay. And they run, they're currently running a special right now. It'll pop up on the top of their banner. And so you get a hundred photos for a hundred bucks for a year. And so if you don't use them, they can go away. But what I did this last year, they ran an even better special in October. Mm-hmm. That was $80 for 100 photos. Okay. And so I added that and they just kept all my photos. So I didn't lose any because I re-upped for another year. Okay. So that's really awesome. Is and, it okay if I throw in another solution there? Yeah. We'll just collaborate here. Pixabay is another one that people may want to try. And I think that that one's totally free. But it's yes. limited. Pixabay, so P-I-X-A-B-A-Y.com, and you just create an account. And I don't think I've ever paid anything. Right, um, I've used it I, too. I'm curious to try this one, especially if you've tried the other and you chose this. That's good. Okay, thank you. Well, you know, there's more pictures. Mm. And um, that's really what matters because, you know, things come up. And, you know, yesterday I'm, I'm creating um, the uh, giveaway. And the banner that I had chosen honestly did not resonate with me at all once I saw it up there and I said, okay, new, new picture. And so that's where I started. And then now we're like, Oh my God, we love it. And see, that's what I mean by being out of alignment or in alignment. It's like, yeah, I had that banner and it looked great when it was made, but somehow it just didn't fit. And this is where that intuitive part of yourself is so important because I mean, so I've taken the new picture and just sent it out to Fiverr for five bucks. They're going to create my new web banner. I mean, how ridiculous is that? So this is the point. There are many ways because I, um, I love to save money. It's so funny. I just, I love a deal. This is my whole thing. I love a deal. I love making money and I love to spend money, but I love to do it only like when I get an awesome deal. So Fiverr is another great resource if people don't know about it. It's F-I-V-E-R-R.com. And there are graphic designers. There are people who can help you post social media. There's all sorts of things that will help you with your small business and not cost you a whole lot of money. So um, the part about my second thing, which was being a perfectionist, which is really a tag on to yours, is about figuring out your bare essentials. What do you actually need to say I'm in business? The website is important because without it, people, when you send out your next step, which is to send out uh, email requests to be on people's shows, if there is nothing for them to see about you, that really makes you an unknown and you will get a less response rate. And so there's a reason, but keep it super simple. Start with one page, start with your home page. And here's another tip. Troll the internet for people's websites that you resonate with. And then basically copy them with your own stuff, but take, take their format or what it is you love about it and reincorporate it in what you're doing. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So you could take a picture of it, send it to somebody at Fiverr and say, this is what I'm looking for. You know, I hear the pictures I want you to use instead. And here's the format or to whoever's going to create your website. If you can't do it yourself. Okay. 
Nice. I like that. Okay. So I heard Fiverr.com and I use that one too. You mentioned depositphotos.com. I added pixabay.com. And by the way, for those that want to create their own banners and stuff, canva.com, C-A-N-V-A.com. Um, I figured out how to use that. So that's another option. Um, I use it too. Do you, Canva? And then also yeah. another outsourcing um, to finding freelancers is upworks.com. So you W-O-R-K-S. I think I use them too. Well, yeah, they're good. I just used them recently and you can yeah. find really great freelancers from all over the world. You can really specify exactly what you want. You can set the budget or you can set, um, you can set a budget on time or excuse me, you can set a budget on, I need it to get to this, or you can set a monetary budget. Um, anyway, so there's lots of ways to do it. It's yes, there are. And I've, I've used them for a long, long time. So sure. they're awesome. But be, you know, like everything, again, check your intuition before you hire somebody. You know, is this person, it's all about the questions. When you're asking intuition, no vague and not a, like a triple layer question. <laughs> so good. Okay. Right? So my number three don't is, and I have to, I want to pick a really good one here. And I, I know that I love that you have five or have more, so I don't have to limit it to three, but let me see what this feeling like it wants to come up here. Don't wait. Don't wait to get started, you guys. I really encourage you uh, to rec recognize that, and I, I love, I've been talking a lot about this in some of the classes I've been teaching, that the part of your brain that says, oh, we're not ready, I, a trick that I need you to know is that that part of your brain will never say, okay, now it's time. Because that part of your brain, it's basically assigned itself as the gatekeeper for you. So if you listen to that gatekeeper, that gatekeeper is always saying, nope, we're not there yet. Nope, we need this. Nope, we need that. Nope, we need this certification. Nope, we need that to be fixed first. So that part of your brain will never say, okay, now. So by knowing that, you can be more discerning within your own energy field of the layers that you connect with within yourself and recognizing that that part of you will never say go. It's going to take another layer of you. I would say it's your passion and it's your excitement and maybe excited combined with a lot of fear of what if I'm not ready? And I feel like your higher self would say, but what if you are? And what if you've always been ready? What about that? Okay, that was, that was a little short one, but it feels good. <laughs> it does, and it makes me um, want to add something. Um, I'm a deadline-driven person. And so knowing your personality type is kind of important because for me, I set myself deadlines and I keep them. So I will put out there like what I'm currently working on and I've given a deadline. There's not any reason it has to be that, but if I don't have one, it will never happen. Okay. I can push it off for months and months and months. And so find what works best for you. If you need more help, then seek that. And of course, be connecting your higher self to call in the right people and the opportunities to help guide you or whatever it is that you need. Be super duper clear about what it is you need. Because in the beginning, that actually helps. Um, if you're clear, I know that sometimes it's hard to be clear. But I think that today, the purpose is to kind of give you that roadmap of what's most important to just get started 
and to help you weed out the things that you hear from everybody's emails that you probably get and you know you need to be working on this and this and I will tell you that one of the things I would love to share for you not to do is not doing eight different strategies at one time it's best for you to let's say you you have three that somebody you've learned from your coach or learned from online people that are offering free webinars Find the ones that resonate with you and choose one to three and one at a time generally because you can't know what's working if you're trying three things at once. Um, my philosophy in my corporate career and into my life, of course, because it spills over, was always let's throw it against the wall and see what sticks. And I love this philosophy, right? Because it it allows me to be free flow, but also work with my strengths. But what happened is that when I went out into the world to create my presence, I was all over. Imagine birdshot being shot out of a shotgun, right? What happens? It just goes oh, everywhere. There's no focus, no strategy, and it doesn't get you anywhere. So your best thing to do is choose one strategy and you're going to follow it. And when you feel like it's reasonably in line and it's moving along, then you incorporate another strategy. Does that make sense? That's cool. I was never that intentional about it. So it's cool to hear what worked for you and that there, it's just a great reminder that there is a lot of different ways to to get this done and to, to get out there and get some traction and get growing. Yeah. I definitely want to include in our conversation. What do we think were the biggest like uh, keys to our success? What do we think worked for us? Um, But I guess those are the do's. (laughs) Those are the, well, you know, it's, it is how we figured out the do's is by figuring out what the don'ts were. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I mean, for each thing that we've tried, I mean, one of the things that kept me the longest in that cycle of just not feeling like I was getting anywhere was that I was, you know, I was watching this webinar and I was listening to this audio and I was, okay, that sounds really great. And you had all these pages and notes, right? So I don't know how many hours did I waste just doing that versus just choosing one strategy and following it all the way through. So when I stop myself from doing this, because I'm, you know, a voracious knowledge gatherer. So, you know, I'm like, oh, but I want to know, I want to know, right? I want to know the secret and all this stuff. Well, what actually created the beginning of my six-figure year last year was that I did one thing. That was it. So we're going to talk about that next, right? Or you want me just to go ahead? Yeah, go ahead. It feels like it fits right nicely right in there. So what was it? What okay. was your thing? Well, I want to start by saying when I uh, was given the message that it was time for me to go out in public because I have been practicing for 10 years, but I pretty much did it by private referral only and still did well. So it just was like, oh my God, I have to go out in public. Oh, you know, right? So it wasn't exciting. And I obviously had to do a lot of work to get through that my own uh, hesitancy and resistance. But at the time I had a 400 email list, 400 people on an email list. And I don't really email and I don't email a whole lot even now, but it was kind of dead. That's what I explained uh, to my business coach at the time was I have a dead email list because I never email and who knows how old that's been there, right? She's like, it doesn't matter. 
what I did, and this is a do and a don't, what I did was put out there that I was going to do a live group call for energy clearing and healing for abundance, okay? And I sent it out to that 400 and I did the social media mm -hmm. and I was launching my program, but only in the private one-on-one -on -one way. And so the don't here is it's best not to offer in general a free strategy session. It's better to open up a call and do a group call and get as many people as you can to experience who you are, whatever it is that you do, whatever your magic and your expertise is. That way it's, you know, not eating up a lot of your time, but you're also out there. You now officially have a recorded call or video or whatever you're doing, and you're going to repurpose that for other marketing. And that's exactly what I did. I did a call, not a video, and I sent it out to my email list, put it out on social media and immediately had two private clients at 5,000 a person sign up for my program. Wow. Okay. you you offer that kind of stuff. I get it. Okay. That's good. That, that makes it easier to get to hundred thousand. Nice job. It does. It does. So it, does <laughs> it, I can tell you it is transformative mm -hmm. because what you were just talking about, like the fear part, all of us have fears. Like I said, I did not, ex I was not excited about going out to speak in public. I was really happy in my little home, you know, doing my thing and making money and it was fine. Yeah. But there are things we all have to overcome as we go along the journey, different things will present. And so part of the program is working through the fear-based lower frequencies and opening your heart so you can actually propel yourself into your, your true calling and all the, I think when I see it intuitively, I know that there are souls that I'm contracted to assist and those people will find me, but they will only find me if I'm out there. Right. I just don't think they're going to come up like with FedEx and knock on the door and be like, Hey, I've been looking for you. Right? I'll agree with you. I, I love that tip on your strategy. So I'm going to, I'm going to add for some reason, I want to like restate it because it's so, it's so good because there are so many people that they are, I, I have heard this advice kind of floating around. We'll do a free session. But what you're saying is instead of a free one-on-one -on -one session, do a free group experience. And you could even, you guys do a free one-on-one, -on -one, but record it or, you know, obviously make sure they're okay with that. Um, and then use that as an example session so that, so that others can benefit from what you shared, number one, and others can see what you're all about and possibly reach out to you. So I love that. I love that tip. Yeah, I didn't do free readings to grow. So that, that was, to me, that didn't resonate. I don't think I ever did. No. I and see, this is the thing. I mean, I will share really quickly. Recently, I was just saying now, I've been, I took part in one thing and then I took part in another thing. Mm -hmm. Same concept, gift giveaways. This, mm -hmm. is my, this is my second do, but we'll talk about it later. The point okay. is, one person, they're exactly using the same program that runs it. So it's exactly the same. They just put in their own graphics. Why was one really successful? And why was the other not successful? Mm. And I will tell you, it's the energy of the person who put it together. Mm. So this is an online world, right? Mm -hmm. And how do you know? Because I don't know how you know. We just all know. Like we tap in. And for some reason, that energy will follow you wherever you go. Yeah. Your energy follows you. So it's like 
really important that whatever you choose to do, that you are in alignment. I cannot stress it enough. That has been one of my biggest lessons for this last year is that if you're not in alignment, it is come, it's going to follow you. That energy follows you wherever you go. Even if you think, well, nobody's going to see me. They don't know it's me. Right? Mm-hmm. No. So, so with that campaign that you did, are you saying that for the one that made it and the one that, the one that worked and one that didn't, did you, so you paid somebody else to do the work on each of them and one was more your style and one wasn't? Is that? No, no, no. These are other gift giveaways. Well, okay. let's just talk about it. Um, one of the things, as I mentioned, I, I not, I don't have luck with and it was really very frustrating because I spent a lot of money. It's like what you talked about in the beginning. And so everybody will tell you, well, you have to do Facebook advertising. And I was like, okay, fine. So we did it. But again, I told you that within myself, you know, whatever. So it, it was a bust. I mean, I spent a lot of money Mm. and I got like 11 signups. I mean, it was just, Oh my God. Are you willing to say, was it a three-figure investment that you did or, or four-figure? Yeah. I spent about $1,500 for just one campaign. And I did several because we kept thinking, well, we're going to just keep working it till we figure out what your thing is. Yeah. Well, here's the secret. My thing is just not Facebook. Okay. So I use Facebook for other things. And I found things like one of my do's is that when you do start speaking, Post all your speaking engagements to your Facebook business page. That's pretty much all that's on mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I put out some nice things every now and again, but I don't post a lot. Mm-hmm. And people have, who hear about me, they find me on Facebook and can tap in to my audios and such that's in there and they can see right. what I'm doing. And I can't tell you how many, even just recently, how many speaking engagements I've been invited to because they're like, I found you, I was told about you and I listened to your show and et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's one of the things you can do as you're uh, gaining uh, speaking gigs. So for me, it was a lot of trial and error, which is what we're talking about here to find what it is that does work with you. Right. And so for me, I found, um, gift giveaways and I was invited and I was invited because I was out there. Okay. And so people see you. And so they invite you to things, right, Jill? And, um, you work with a client then they, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, exactly. You work with a client, they, whatever. And then, you know, people see me show up on summits now. And so I get invited to things. So I was invited to do a gift giveaway and I did it. And I put out um, four MP3s of my healing and clearing and abundance activations. And I got, I want to say 75 to 100 opt-ins, new email addresses. And I went, this is where my energy went. Oh, yes. For me, my audios are getting out there. And regardless, if I ever speak to these people, they have that energy work, which is yeah. so awesome. I love that. And what I really love about it is seeing them like follow me from event to event because they are resonating with the work. And that's so, it just fills your heart. So there's that. And I realized that it's more authentic for me. It just feels really good to be giving away my stuff. So it's yep. awesome, right? It's, yeah. So. For me, that was my beginning and I'm, and I'm still doing it because it's many times they're free. It's just depends on what it is that 
the gift giveaway is doing, right? So they're really low cost or free, or you can enter something in for a very little amount of money. So that's what I have found to work for me. And now it's become part of my overall strategy because I love it. I just think it's awesome. So that's the point is to find your awesome and keep doing it over and over. I love it. It's, this is, I have to say, it is so fun to talk to you because I look at all of us as unique soul signatures and I call it unique flavors of ice cream, right? And it's so, it's fun for me as, as business, the business side of Jill to hear you and the words that you use and the terms that you use in the language. And it's, it's so different than mine, but it gets to the similar place and that's the fun part. So for my audience, I mean, when Gabrielle is talking about gift giveaways, that's so cool. And I'm sitting here thinking, I don't do gift giveaways. And my team is like, you've been doing free podcasts since January of 2011. Jill, that's a gift giveaway. Right. <laughs> well, so no, you're not doing it with the intention of list building. No, right. you're not doing it with the intention of revenue. Um, although those are the, that's down the list in terms of my main priority is when I do it, I want to share with you. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, like a songbird that just wants to sing. So I create avenues for me to share whether, and, and then it's like, oh, is this something I'm going to give away on my weekly call over Tuesday? But all of this started for me because I felt in my heart and in my soul that I had something to share with this world. So I needed to create a system to do that. So this is a do, is focus on what makes you passionate first, and then you guys just do it. And if, if you get there from a cool business coach that's saying you need to have a gift giveaway, or you get there from just this intense desire to share something that you want to offer as a gift of you, a gift of your soulfulness to this reality. And I mean, it's fun to actually put yourself out there in a way that the world doesn't ask you to show up, right? It's so, it's a gift, it is a gift. It is a gift giveaway. So my team is just laughing at this. Exactly. It is a gift. I mean, that's our point, even with the live calls yeah. that you do that for groups. Okay. Yeah. Where you can, you know, we, yeah. but we my, talk to you and we help yeah. you through whatever is exactly. going on for you in the moment. So it's fun. I, I love that it ends up getting the same place, but I love the, yeah, it's, you guys, it's so good. So for those that are more, those are my audience that are, that are very much into the right brain creativity. And I don't know about business. I don't have a business background, Jill. How am I going to do this? You know, I don't, I don't want to have a business coach. I just want to do it and have fun. That's how I did it. I did it to have fun and share my light and it ended up becoming a business. So that trust of your process and doing it your way, that's probably my number one do. And it does relate to, to the opposite of one of your don'ts, which is it syncs with one of the ones that you had, Gabrielle. Do it your way. Even when I did the first blog talk radio, um, and by the way, that, so when Gabrielle was mentioning, Gabby, when you were mentioning about, um, you'll want to send out newsletters to get invited to speak on people's things. I actually never did that. So there's another way to do that, you guys. And one is that you can invite it to speak on other people's things. And I never did that. It's just for me, like you with Facebook, Gabrielle, that never resonated with me to ask to be on somebody else's program. So instead, I said, well, if I want to speak on a program, why don't I just create my own program? And then I can share whatever I damn well please. <laughs> so that's what I did. 
So when I was feeling into blog talk radio, it was number one, because it was a very minimal investment. I think at the time it was like $15 a month. Um, and so that minimal investment part was good. There was some tech involved, but I don't get intimidated by tech. Um, so I was like, Oh, I can figure that out. It, it may not be perfect, but it'll be good enough. And the main goal is for me to share. So what's interesting is that once I created my blog talk radio show and I still am connected, I still hear from people in my audience. I'll never forget when you first did your blog talk radio shows, that's how I found you. I did zero advertising. I did, I still very, I probably total invested maybe $500 in my entire business on advertising, like ever, um, Facebook otherwise. So you guys, you don't have to do that either. Um, other ways to get this done, but getting your name out there and more importantly, getting your light out there. If people are ready for you, they will find you. And I, we can't explain how people found me on blog talk radio. And then when I started doing the YouTube extension, the video version of it, then I just, my, I, so I don't know how it's going to go. If, if somebody is like, what's your target audience? Somebody who likes to feel amazing in their soulfulness. I don't know. It's not like, demographics 35 to 55 women in Canada, the u.s i've never done it that way so that was actually a weird part when i did try facebook ads is they ask you all these totally left brain questions and i'm like oh this is feeling unfun from the very beginning um so <laughs> my do is do it your way even with the blog talk radio show and the others that i knew about in my kind of in our industry that we're doing that I said to my team, I said, do I have to play like new age, like diva Pramal music? Cause I don't listen to that stuff. And my team was like, no. And I said, well, I'm going to play like Lenny Kravitz. Are you going to go my way? You know, major beast, major bass, major beat. I'm going to play that kind of music. If I'm going to play any music. And they were like, yeah, have it, have you Jill all over it. Because then it actually, you guys makes you stand out. So there's probably another do be authentic to what you like. Right. So actually put on layers of, of what it's supposed to feel like and look like to be, to be a guru or to be a spiritual leader. And I would say rip all that off if it isn't your natural way mm-hmm. and do it your way. Cause that comes through. Yeah. Okay. Gabrielle. <laughs> well, I think that's everything that we are talking about is about being in alignment and doing it as simple as possible. It does not have to be a megawatt production however you choose to go out there. So for myself, once I started, um, wow, my next step after doing the free calls, and I did uh, four, not in a row, but like, I don't know, every other week or something. And so I had filled up my uh, private coaching for a little bit. So um, I kind of got waylaid, right? And so then, I said, okay, well, I'm ready for the next step. And this is where I was talking earlier about choosing one strategy at a time. So when I really had down the whole, you know, call and in filling my private coaching, then I said, okay, well, now I'm ready to branch out. Like I'm feeling ready. And so there's, in that is another message, which is feeling ready is important. Um, Doing something again before you really it's, it's a magical thing, right? It's not perfect. It's just that inside you don't have that resistance. Like I'm really not ready. Like if you'd told me in January, I was going to start 
um, pitching summits to be on their summits, I could have been like, oh, I don't even know what I would talk about. Um, right? So I wasn't in the right place. So in July, I was ready. And so then I sent out just an email, not a one sheet. Okay. So that's important. You know what one sheet is anyway, so that's okay. <laughs> there are others on this show that know what a one sheet is because okay. it's a speaker sheet. Okay. You have your picture and your three topics you can talk about and, you know, who you are and like that. It's like a professional PDF of who you are. Okay. And I'm just explaining. You may have that. That's awesome. But it's not necessary because, again, it's something you have to pay for. Um, you have to pay to have a one sheet made? Unless you do it yourself. And, you know, there are a lot, there's services that do it. So, again... It's not required to be that fancy is what I'm saying. I'm an example of that. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff out there that is, I mean, can help you. And it might, that one thing might be the thing that really helps you. But again, it's about using your own guidance and being in alignment with you and not just falling for, well, I was told I have to have A, B, C, and D, and then I'm ready to pitch. So what I'm saying is I wrote an email that said, Hi, I'm Gabrielle, and this is what I'm talking about, and here's some points about it, and let me know if your audience is interested in this. And then I was literally immediately signed for two summits. And so then, after I did those, I linked and added to my email, mm -hmm. I linked those uh, audio replays, so that then if a summit person wanted to hear me, they could click on and then here. So that was my second strategy, everyone, was to then start the summit. And I saw somebody uh, hit on the chat, talk about summit packages. Mm -hmm. And would you like to go there or is that beyond our scope? Let's, of what we're doing? Well, let's talk, let's peel back the veil a little bit about telesummits, if that's okay. Because I've, I've shared this a little bit before and I don't, I mean, there's no confidentiality agreement on any speaker summit that I've done. So I just like to put it out there. But so you guys know how the business model works. And Gabrielle, let me know if this hasn't been what you've experienced. But I did. So the first one I did was Beyond the Ordinary. Um, and I didn't this. OK, this is kind of embarrassing, but it's actually kind of a I guess it anyway, I'll just put it out there. I didn't know about the telesummits, you guys. I didn't. And I, so I feel kind of ridiculous that I didn't know about any of that, but that wasn't part of my, my connecting to my light. And it wasn't. So I love that they're there because it provides such a beautiful source of entertainment and growth and community um, and amazing resources and crazy deals with great speakers. So it is, it's a win-win all the way around, but I didn't know about them. So when... I think the first invitation to a telesummit I got was John Burgos's. And I was like, oh, what is this? What's a telesummit? I'd never even heard the term. Was I under a rock? I don't know. But I looked on the website and the cool thing was that when I looked at the list of speakers for his recent season, I was like, a lot of my clients are speakers on this list. So I was like, well, that made me feel welcomed, you know? So I spoke with John I said, yes. Um, and then I quickly got accustomed to the, I mean, there's some work in terms of putting together the package, what's going to be the right package. Some of the telesummits are really helpful about what their audience likes um, and what do you have. And you're kind of building a relationship with that telesummit 
as they get to know you. So I had been referred to John um, by two people that he knows well, including one of the speakers. Um, so he, I guess, had been reaching out for me for over a year, and I wasn't getting the emails. So it was really weird. Anyway, so I finally, I guess it was time for me to see it. So I said yes, but, um, and then I did Healing with the Masters based on a referral from John. So that was Jennifer McLean's. And then I've done a few others. I've done Carrie Murphy's um, Straight Talk for the Soul, I think is what she calls it. I love hers. Mm-hmm. And I've done- I love hers too. Yeah, so it's, I, I love these. But I get invitations all the time, you guys, that I say no to because I don't resonate with them. And there's there's some that say we want to interview you. And then after I get, they're like, what's your package? And I'm like, okay, wait, this isn't an interview. If you're asking for a package, this is a telesummit. So I didn't like the um, inauthenticity of even that. So sometimes I've said no for that. It's, a, it's work though. And I... There's something about the, okay, now you've got to do a solo email and now you've got to do this and constant reminders to the speakers of, okay, did you send out your solo email? Did you CC us on it? Remember we need this. Remember we did that. And that's a lot of kind of like I needs that I'm not used to getting. Um, And the part of Jill that doesn't like to be told what to do doesn't like it either. Um, So, so I say no to a lot of telesummits and that, I'm sure that's held me back from growing. I'm sure that's held me back in terms of revenue, but I'm okay with that because that's not my number. Excuse me, that's not my number one goal. Um, so you don't have to say yes just because you get invited either. Um, I don't. I don't. It's not fun for me to be interviewed by somebody that doesn't know me from Annie or Adam. Is isn't into what I do personally, and it feels kind of. I want to say forced, like I'm just another, another person that's going to be on that they're not going to remember tomorrow. So I just, that's not fun for me. Um, if it's not kind of a nice flow of energy. So I may look at it differently in the future, but I don't say yes to the majority. I only say yes to a few. And because I don't like the process, I don't love the process. I only do like four or five telesummits a year. Um, and that feels good to me. So anyway, again, do it your way. But the model... If you love it, do it. If you don't love it, that's not your avenue. I mean, this exactly. is the most important thing because there's everybody has advice. Yeah. And so, and the reason some things work for some people and not for other people is because I think it's because it's what resonates with them and yeah. that works. And so it's all about finding what works and not staying with something just because that's the way everybody does it, which is my interpretation of how my Facebook ads went. You know, it worked for all these other people. And so it's going to work for you. You just haven't found the right formula. And you're like, you know, I'm maybe something else. And I will tell you that the something else didn't show up for nine months. And that's an important thing to know that perhaps the next question you would be asking your intuition is what is next for me? Where, where, Should I be putting my attention and asking for that opportunity or person to show up so that you know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I really feel that, gosh, I wish I knew then what I know now, right? And it's not just about what systems work, but actually that your intuition, your guidance, your higher self, your team, they do have a pretty good idea. So I was recently approached about doing a long-term project over and over uh, with somebody 
And it was really interesting. It sounded awesome. I was like, oh, that, that would be great. It would take some of that marketing off my plate. And, you know, there was just something. And I checked in and it was like, you know, this would work like up to three times. But after that, it's, it's, you do not want to be involved. So I agreed to only do one of these events. And it's hilarious because actually the third time, and you can already see that this person's idea, while great, is already dying at the third time. And I thought, man, those guys knew what they were saying. Yeah. And then I would have to be thinking about how to extricate myself. Right. What I mean? And was, it so, was it a networking thing, Gabrielle? No, it was another gift giveaway um, thing, but where I would be like a permanent member of the, you know, the the people yeah. sending it out. And, you so know, it's not... About the shared mailing list in a way? No, it's not about the shared mailing list. It's okay. the integrity behind it. Yeah. And, and it felt wrong from the very start. I mean, the whole model, like you were saying, some things, the model of it, it's not necessarily that the overall idea is not good. It's that right. something within the model doesn't resonate with you. And so this... Yes. The whole thing about creating a business is really about figuring out if something just doesn't give you the right feeling, please do not allow your mind to tell you you have to do it, that just try it or all these things that we logically think about because actually your inner guidance, they know, you know, you know, there's something wrong. Can I tell you right now what it is? No, but now two months later, I can tell you what's wrong. Okay. And I'm now grateful because now I don't have to figure out how to get myself out of that contract. Right. You know, so, did you, did you ever have this happen where somebody was invited? I had an invitation to invite me into a, it was a blog talk radio kind of thing. So it was an online um, interview uh, broadcasting kind of scene and they'd created kind of, I want to say like a network and she invited me into the network. I don't know her name and I probably wouldn't give it to you anyway because I don't want to like throw her under the bus, but right. it was so salesy, Gabrielle. So yeah, that, that kind of eh, prickly icky feeling was right at the beginning. And then it's so funny because she started off, it was very like, you know, you know, Jill, I'm like you and I'm connected and, and uh, I, I just feel like whatever the universe offers that it's just, you know, that idea about saying yes to everything. That's so salesy because what she was, she was trying to kind of uh, marinate me into is saying yes to her offer to pay, it was like $2,500 a month or something to be on her mm -hmm. network of online radio kind of folks because she mm -hmm. would get more exposure. I would, you know, have access to all of their audience members and I could pay extra for to be a um, a regular expert on her show, which had a lot right. of audiences. And I'm like, a, I don't have, I don't have, and don't want to offer twenty five hundred dollars or whatever it was for that per month. And I thought, who the hell is spending this when they could do it for free? But I get it; they want access to that audience. But have you ever had that happen where you're just like, what? I have not done really anything on radio, which is. Okay fascinating but uh, i'm actually about it's like online radio satellite radio um no it's like blog talk radio that kind of stuff i don't know what to call it but it's not like re regular radio wave radio but anyway sorry well i think though everything that we're saying is is 
to follow your guidance. And if you can't tell because you might be too emotionally involved with the decision, that is when you find or have somebody. I mean, for myself, uh, I check many things with a friend of mine that we've been friends for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's very intuitive. She's gone through all my programs and she's got that. She can just mm-hmm. tap in and be like, yeah, you're on or yeah. off or whatever it is. Or, you know, here's another tip. I mean, I, I have spent uh, money, lots of money creating or actually hiring a copywriter to create a previous webinar mm. in the past. And uh, they're quite expensive and it didn't reflect me at all. Um, not even the pictures. They're not anything I would have chosen. I found myself going back through and, you know, uh, replacing things. And, you know, it just, while that was great, it wasn't great. It was a complete waste of money and I made absolutely not a penny on the whole thing. It just wasn't me. And while I had thought to myself, you know, I get a little too involved and this and that, and, you know, I, I really need it to make sense. And, the point of it is that as I've gone through all these other processes, I've gotten a lot better at writing where now I don't even need to check it with anybody. But when I wasn't in that place, I had this friend of mine help me with writing. Like I would write and then send it to her. We'd talk about it on the phone and she'd help me, you know, clear it up. And so there are many ways for you to get help that will actually be more authentic for you than hiring somebody to do it. And that for me, you know, another lesson learned, right? So that wasn't all that exciting. Um, I want to go back really quick to the summits. um, Since there was, I know, a question in the chat about to talk about summit packages. I saw it pop up. Um, The thing about summit packages is that they can be hard. My first summit package I ever came out with was way too much, uh, not financially, way too much stuff in it. Mm. And I found that I had to make it simpler. So if you're not doing summits because you're thinking to yourself, well, I have to have a whole package that's just for summits. Mm -hmm. While that is true, keep it simple, right? Mm. Keep it simple. Don't make it so complicated that there's like 30 audios and PDFs and worksheets and everything because it's going to be too overwhelming for people. And um, I think that, again, back to that perfectionist thing, because I, I really want to give everything I can, but there is a, a limit that people have about how much they can absorb. And especially from a summit standpoint, I mean, they're being hit up you know, 12 days in a row or whatever it is. And so there's a whole lot of everything out there. So there's that. If there's a more specific question, let us know. And the only thing that I saw was Steve saying your packages on telesummits also. So let me know if I'm missing the question part of what was in there. Oh, there wasn't a question. I think he wanted us to address it. Oh, I think it's actually Steve. I know him. And I feel like he's saying that that helped me grow was the packages on the telesummits. Oh, so, but I might be wrong. So if anyone has questions about the packages, let us you know. know. The, Ask, that has questions. not been my big thing, which is interesting. The packages part, like you, is not my favorite part. And um, I actually, 
I love the packages, but I don't like the the uh, orchestration of of are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And some telesummits are more are more. I'm going to exaggerate for effects, obnoxious about, about like making, cause it's like hurting cats. I can't even imagine what they go through on the telesummit site. Can you, in terms of how many speakers, especially the big ones, how many speakers, and then sometimes they're not interacting with the speakers. They're interacting with the speaker's staffs. I don't have staff, so it's just me. Um, so there's just a lot of moving parts. So I do get why they do that. It's just not always a pleasant experience for me. But once I develop that relationship with them and they know me, um, then it's fine. So I actually love creating. My favorite parts are the actual interview because I love interviews. Well, it's a conversation, right? It doesn't have to. Oh, it's just like I love that part. I um, love it. And I love talking to people in the audience. Yes, exactly. Oh, I don't like the Q&A part for the, for the telesummit. So I've kind of taken that out. Anyway, that's, that's another story. What do you mean the Q&A part? I don't do the Q&A part in the telesummits anymore. Where people can talk to you? Yeah, I don't. Okay. It, um, it changes the vibration so much sometimes because sometimes, I mean, we're talking about something really, really soulful. And then somebody says, I live in Phoenix. Should I move to Texas? So it's just like, what's right. happening here? So it kind of like jars me a little bit in terms right. of what we're offering. So I've, I've not done the Q&A part anymore. Um, but my favorite part is the interview. So you and I share that in common. And then I love creating a really amazing um, special package to offer with my audience. And then we interact through a bonus Q&A call. That kind of Q&A call I love because they're already, we're already in this kind of the same room of, of energy and what we're doing and what we liked and what we want more clarification on. And what about this over here? And it just, it's so yummy to me. It's really, really fun to have that then it's them sharing and me sharing. It's, I love that. Um, so that part's great. So hold on. Yes. Really quick. So when you're talking about this bonus Q and a call, this is for the people who've purchased your package after. Yep. So okay. they experience the materials and then they, and then we have a, okay, you know, what, what, what else would you like me to address or what kind mm-hmm. of clarifying questions? Yeah. Right. Okay. Excellent. Do you do that, by the way, with your packages? Do you include a, a live interaction with you as part of um, I generally have a 30-minute where I will do still one-on-one with people. Okay, yeah. Um, I haven't done the whole group thing yet okay. as far as that goes uh, from the packages. I generally – all my packages are geared for helping you heal your separation events that have created – the issues that you're experiencing. So I like to be able to help people dig that deep. And that's while it's awesome to do it in a group, it's still a group. It's not actually what it is specifically, you know, for each person. So it's why I like to offer if I can. Right. uh, To do, to do it so that it gives people time to go through the program and release what they can so that we can dig deeper and not just be doing surface stuff. So again, it really depends on what each person's expertise is and what it is that, you know, they do and how they do it. And that's important too, for people uh, to know. Um, If we can go back to the list, are you use your YouTubes? Tell us about that. How do you use it? 
how do you get it out there? How do people find you? Yeah. So I don't know. I really don't. So I, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. So I feel like my main job is creating the, and creating a container for the energy and the messages and the light that I'm, if you will, receiving um, from my, all that is. And then I put it out there and I just kind of let it go. So what I found is that there are different audiences that interact with the different ways that I share it. Cause every, with my free weekly stuff, my, my, my gift giveaway, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I share it on YouTube. I share it on iTunes and I share it on um, Facebook primarily because my Twitter and Instagram isn't really as active. Um, but there are some groups that experience it just on Facebook. There are some of my audience that experiences it just on YouTube and they, yeah, so it's, I think it's just their personal preference. I don't sit and watch YouTube videos with, and my, what I consume is like health and wellness. Um, I love kind of uh, hackers of, of any type, whether it's a health hacker or um, kind of political ideology, sort of philosophical stuff. I like things that kind of tease my mind in a lot of ways. So I don't listen to stuff like mine. Um, I don't consume stuff like mine as a, as a just everyday person. I'm more of an iTunes person because I listen to it on my phone while I'm driving or out and about or doing things in the car. So for me, YouTube as just a consumer, I don't, that's not my thing, but for some people it is. So I, I've never really known like who's going to get it. And I love that freedom with it, that it can be anybody. So do you know, like, I mean, with yours, Gabrielle, do you know, like, oh, it's going to this group? No, I mean, I share it to certain groups that um, are doing higher consciousness things within Facebook. Yeah. And again, it's just one of those things where it's out there Mm -hmm. forever. And so whoever will need to find it will find it. Right. So you do it without intention too then? Yes. I think that's all of our intention because it's like I said, we're all contracted to assist souls. And I see it like there are people that are going to resonate with me. They're going to be people that resonate with each of these other, you know, people that are out there. And it's about calling those souls to you. Yeah. Energetically. Right. And so, I mean, I have always called it, um, you know, how we have the, the internet. It's mm-hmm. sort of like the ethernet to me. It's like, we're out there, like we're putting it on the internet so it can be found, but really our higher self and our team, they're, they're up here working and calling those people and it will show up for them, but we are putting it out there. And that's the important thing. I think that's for me, the important thing about, all of this, wherever it is that you choose to be your strategy, right? That you do it with the intention that you're sharing and that whoever is meant to resonate with it, to find it, to call, to be called to it, you know, that somehow they they are listening and impacted by your work. And just by doing that with that intention, you know, there are people that show up all the time for lots of things. I mean, I am very big about um, raising your vibration to such a place that you you don't have just choice A or B. 
actually. It becomes like that nighttime highway if you were flying over and you see all the roads with all the car lights, you know, it's my favorite visual. And you, I mean, those are all the opportunities. So you're not stuck with one or this is the only thing and it's only just good enough. I mean, our part of stepping into mastery is listening and knowing when that next thing is that you need to do or this person you need to talk to. I mean, I'm sure you get many emails that you don't actually maybe respond to, or they just don't resonate just from whatever it is about it. We've talked a lot about the energy behind things and it's really fascinating to me about tapping in and getting guidance. Is this somebody that's really meant to work with me? Right. Mm -hmm. So all of our work that goes out there, it's, you know, sent with the highest love and light and, magically people find you (laughs) because they do, but it's about getting out there. I think that's really the point here for everybody is that you have to choose an avenue or a vehicle. Yours in the beginning was blog talk radio. Um, I've been approached to do it, but I haven't wanted to do a radio because I don't have that allotment of time that I can put toward it and think about it. To me, it's too much. I um, even in the summits, I used to like plan out the whole thing, like everything that I wanted to talk about. In the conversation, you had a whole, like a script in a way? Yes. Wow. I told you. Did it work? No. (laughs) (laughs) So again, everybody, huge time waster. Is that a don't? That's another don't. Exactly. Um, can, Can I insert something right there? Yeah. That's a big don't, you guys, um, because I'm friendly enough now with the telesummits that I do regularly that they can, I mean, yeah, I've had the behind the scenes conversations with some of them about, remember that one person that read that script? And it's just like, it's, it's, there's, it makes it very hard for, for your audience to feel you. And yeah. I know it's scary to wing it, but I've become like a pro at winging it. So even in the blog talk video, I think I know I, my team is pointing out though, I did have... I don't know about a script because it's a monologue, but I definitely had like, here's the message. And mm-hmm. I think I read it and it was, it was before I was doing the video. Um, but it worked because it, it wasn't highly edited. I am kind of a wing it kind of person. And I'm more of a wing it kind of person, but in order for me to feel comfortable to start, I really wanted to have it all laid out that did not last and that's a good thing that it didn't last so everybody you cannot you don't worry about it if you need bullet points fine but that's pretty much it because it's never going to go that way anyway especially when you're working with the higher team i mean there i don't remember almost every one that i do i don't actually remember what i even talked about because it just comes i don't know how you get your information but it just like that just when you allow yourself to spontaneous, I love that. So, how many yeah. total summits do you choose to do a year? Anna, do you know, or maybe a month? No, I don't have a number that's limiting. It's because it's one of my strategies. Okay. So it, it's more about whether or not I resonate with it, and that's something I had to learn too, um, the hard way. Mm. Was um, not every tele summit is great. And you can say no. And 
you know, just because it's an opportunity, it's maybe not an opportunity. So again, back to this whole alignment thing where you really want to check in and it's okay. It doesn't mean it's the only thing that's coming your way. Uh, for myself, you know, I've really been enjoying reaching out uh, with putting on, now I'm putting on my own gift giveaway. Mm-hmm. And what's been really amazing is that I wanted to make it non-commercial so there's not like ads and all these things popping up and all these things for people to buy it is truly just a gift giveaway Mm -hmm. and what's been amazing is getting to meet people like you and there have been others where we've ended up in discussion Mm -hmm. about other things that we want to do or that I can help them with or whatever it is it's been so much fun. And that's the other part about anything that you do in life, business building or whatever, is that actually you have fun with it, right? That it's, I mean, it sounds so cliche to be like, well, you have to have fun. And I never would have known how to do that before in my previous life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm very, I'm a super serious person most of the time. <laughs> and I'm very logical. And so I've always, it's not that I always have a strategy. It's that my mind was always thinking. And now it's not about thinking. It's about just being in the flow of it. And then it's so much fun to see how things pop up and who you get to meet and who get to talk to. I may be working in my home, but I talk to more cool people every day around the world than ever. You know, it's so great. That, oh, I love that. Cause that leverages, it, it segues perfectly with what you were talking about, about some telesummits may not be a fit for you and maybe they are for somebody else. What I have found so clearly is that when I love like the host and I love like the, the interaction with their staff and I just feel like, oh my God, we're totally vibing. I end up loving their audience too. Mm-hmm. Right. So I've met the coolest people from the telesummits that I've done. And it's so fun when I, when I like, where did we meet? Oh, we met, you know, you were, you did this or you did that. Or I found you on blog talk radio in 2011. It's fun to hear how we met knowing that it wasn't planned. So I guess I have a different, I don't think of it as a contract. I think of it as just this really amazing, like, Hey, I like your light. Hey, I like yours too. For me personally, it's not as fun to think of it as, Oh, well, yeah, we were supposed to meet. It was, it was a contract. Like, of course we met. I, I, to me, that takes the, the fun, free will, synchronicity. It may not have happened, but I'm glad it did uh, sort of interaction with it. But that, it's fun to, to notice the, the way, different ways that we can look at things. I love that. So the Telesummit, I do definitely want to get into mail lists, okay? Um, Let's do it. So you and I were having a conversation because you guys, Gabrielle and I both had a situation where um, we were either reached out or, or maybe if you, if you sent an email, it doesn't matter. But anyway, we get to the point of, of ex, uh, investigating a telesummit and then they say, now what's your list size? And when I first was asked that question, I'm like, what is my list size? I don't know. I don't know what it is. So I got on MailChimp and I looked and I'm, it's my mail list is small compared to a lot of people's, especially my revenue per mail list uh, signup is probably very different than most people's. Um, so anyway, so I said my mail list at the time, it was probably like 2000 and she goes, Oh, this is awkward pause and silence. And I was like, 
Yeah. And she said, well, we can't have you on. <laughs> and she reached out to me. So I was the one that got the email from them saying, Jill, we love your work, you know, call mm -hmm. us and we'll have you on. And I looked her up and I was like, oh, that could be a fit. Um, she's got, you know, we've got some similar mutual friends and I like, I like the feeling I get here. So then like, oh, we want you on. Okay, wait a minute. You don't, your, maybe your mailing list isn't big enough. That was the weirdest, like, incongruity I think I'd ever seen. And I said, well, you guys reached out to me. What? Um, anyway, I said, I said, well, I didn't understand her logic. And then she said, it's not fair to the other speakers. And I was like, what? So what she was saying is that in a lot of telesummits, it's this way. There's an opt-in in order to get all the free speakers, you have to hand over your email. And then with that list building, there's this bit of coordination that somebody else that signed up from somebody else's list is going to like your free interview. And then they're going to go to your site and, you know, become your audience. So that sharing. So she felt like if she invited me on with my small list that I wasn't giving the same benefit to the other speakers or to her that I was receiving from them. And I would I actually got it. I'm like, oh yeah, if that's the criteria, is these are all the big boys, big girls that are in there, then no, my list size, I, I, I get it. And I said, but I will point out that I have clients that have really big lists, like 10, 20,000, et cetera. Those are my clients. And I can tell you that that doesn't mean that their revenue is that big, that their open rate is that high. Mm -hmm. So you guys, you can have a huge mailing list, but I, what is, do you know the statistical average? It's 10% or less. It's between eight and 10. Eight to 10%. Yeah, it's really not. Most people's awesome. audiences open it. My open rate is 50% or higher. That's awesome. So it's like, so I'm kind of like, I know you think you want a big mailing list for me to, for me, somebody to be on, but it, that doesn't begin to tell the story of what Agreed. I offer your audience in terms of resources and soulful, like major activation work. Mm -hmm. And my open rate is higher. So it's like, I don't care if they have a big list if only 10% open it. Right. So anyway, she, she was like, yeah, good points. But anyway, she quickly shooed me away. And I kind of don't want to be back on her toes. Even if she invited me later, if my list does get big, I'm not into list building. It's not a thing. Anyway, Gabrielle. <laughs> What do you feel about mailing lists and are they important or not? Well, I will tell you that um, for a long, long time, they weren't important to me because I was making just fine money without them. Yeah. But in order to play with the big fish, the big boys and girls, uh, I've had to get more serious about it because I had, like I said, I started out with 400 people on an email list, which is really terrible. Um, and so the first couple summits I got on, nobody uh, cared. Like you said, you were invited and they didn't ask. Mm -hmm. They just want you because of your work. But that's not always the case. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the other opportunities out there that you might want to take part in, they're going to require uh, 5,000, which seems to be the new minimum, is 5,000. Has that gone down then? Sorry? Has that number gone down? Is that a lower minimum than it used? No, I think it's gone up. Oh. I mean, in that, in the past, it used to be like around 2,500, and now it's like your min your new minimum is 5,000, and you're really considered like, oh, my God, you only, you know, if you don't even make that, which I'm not even close. So it's kind of really interesting. But recently, 
and this is what I wanted to share because there are other ways around it. I mean, I understood your story and I've also been um, uninvited because my list wasn't high enough. Mm -hmm. And that's really fascinating. Uh, where's the giving spirit, right? Anyway, but here's, here's recently uh, what's happened. A couple of things really interesting and sort of putting it out there now, like, okay, there's always another way. And yes, when something is meant to be, it will work out. Mm -hmm. But what you can do if you don't have a high enough list and, they, and it's important to whoever the person is for whatever activity it is you want to do, whether it's part of a gift giveaway, because there's also a minimum for that. Then there's, you know, telesummits. And then there's, you know, other things that people are doing, you know, affiliate stuff, other affiliate opportunities that people are doing, and they want you to have a certain number on your list, right? So negotiate, have the conversation like you did, because she could have gone either way with that conversation. You know, like, you're right. If you have a 50% list and 2,000 people, you're at the same open rate of somebody who has got 5,000 and a 10%. So, okay. So that would be the negotiation. And you did that just perfectly. And so we want to encourage everybody that if you have the opportunity to have a conversation, have it. Is there something else that you can do? Um, for them or it's some other way that you can uh, facilitate it. So recently for me, uh, somebody who is uh, in my gift giveaway asked me if she could be assured that her gift would be listed higher. And I said, and she said, you know, I have other things that I can offer you. Like I have a podcast and this amazing summit. And I laughed and I wrote her back. And again, it's all with the energy because it's not, it just depends, right? How somebody else might take that is really yucky. But actually I was like, you know what? I love that you asked. I just think that's fantastic. I'm all about you can't get a yes if you don't open your mouth or you don't. I mean, you and I would not have had a conversation, get to know each other if we'd not, you know, chatted back and forth. You know, these things, it's communication. And one of the things that we all have to remember is that even in this very mobile world and, you know, social media and everything, we're still people. We still need that contact. We still need that back and forth. We still need to know that the other person is a person. And I see this a lot, like, because I have young teenagers. So, you know, it's, I think to myself, you have to, you have to talk to one another. That's still really, really important. And asking is not a bad thing, especially if the energy is, you know what, let me offer you this. And if you're cool with it, great. If not, it's nothing lost. Right. right. So the point of this story is, her minimum to be on her summit is 5,000. And so I, um, I don't have the 5,000. So we worked it out though. I was yeah. like, absolutely. I'll give up my spot uh, in the giveaway so that we stay in full integrity and you can have my spot of course. Cause where was I putting myself? Number one, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I told her, great, I'll trade. I'll let you have my spot and then we're cool. Everything is good. And now I'm going to be on her summit and her podcast. So I got two things for me and her people are my kind of people. 
And so it works out really awesome. Sorry? Because she asked. Because she asked. And I was, oh, I mean, I was, like I said, you could take that email anyway, but it's based on your energy too on how you receive things. And so remember, if something causes you to trigger a certain way, that's a mirror for you. Why is it triggering you in that way? Is it meant, perhaps maybe it's meant a little bit differently. Take a breath and, and ask mm-hmm. your for guidance, etc. But anyway, so the point is that everything is open for negotiation, right? These are just guidelines. Um, you know, forever I tell people uh, I have been a mortgage underwriter. And while you have what I used to call hard guidelines, things you absolutely could not move, we had way more gray guidelines than anything. So the point is that this is your life, right? There are a lot of things that are negotiable. And so I want to encourage everybody to not be daunted by this email list thing but for those who are building a list it's important to choose your vehicle Mm -hmm. and you can do it as i said there are other ways and the other way besides uh, the gift giveaway that i'm doing besides facebook ads so you don't have to spend the money is jv affiliates which then again requires you to go out and talk to people and find what you have in common. And I don't mean go out that you have to network because I think Jill and I both talk. I rarely leave my home because everything I can do from here and it's great. And I'm a mom and you know, I'm home and that's fantastic. So how do I meet people? I'm doing stuff. I'm active. I'm out there on summits. People are approaching me. We're having conversations. Uh, It just happens. I mean, it's uh, organic right? It's not that I'm out necessarily seeking, but that I am available. Does that make sense? I think it does make sense. Um, yes. Yes. So touching back on the telesummit idea and, and asking, I love what you were saying there. I mean, I, my situation with healing with the masters and beyond the ordinary is a perfect example of some telesummits are less rigid about the, this is who are our speakers. So obviously healing with Healing with the Masters didn't, when they approached me to be on it based on, I think it was John Burgos's referral. That's, I think that's the only reason I got on. I didn't think I know, I don't think they knew who I was. Um, they didn't even ask me. I don't think what my mailing list was. They didn't care. So there, that showed me that their objective was let's get some people on that we feel can offer amazing light and right. literally healing resources and some masters, some healing masters that we were going to have on aren't, aren't as established. They're maybe up and comers. And I would consider myself an up and comer in that regard. And my, my mailing list shows it. Um, John never asked about my mailing list either when I was referred to him. So some of these telesummits are more, and maybe that's a better match for you too, right? right. It definitely is for me. Cause a lot of, I mean, for me, rules in a lot of ways are made to be broken. And I've had rules broken for me and I've broken rules for other people when it's a bigger purpose. Yes. Yeah. And it feels good to, to reach out, you know, just, yeah, to build those relationships, but you guys being authentic, just, and I know we're kind of hitting it from different angles, the same thing, but you, I mean, who, what is your light? What makes you feel most amazing in this reality? That authenticity will help people notice you. Mm -hmm. And then then those relationships just form naturally. And I know that you saw that, Gabrielle, because I felt it in the email that I got from you asking to be part of that gift giveaway. I'm like, I'm like, I don't want to do the gift giveaway, but I like you. 
And then I looked and I'm like, and then I saw an interview that you were doing with uh, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah, Lisa Mizell's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I like both of them. And then I was like, well, I'll reach out and say maybe not this. But and then I said something about is this list building? And, you know, are you in the list building? I'm not in the list building. <laughs> and it was a fun conversation. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Because I think, too, though, it's it's that I don't really actually necessarily think of it as list building I think and again that's back to where's your energy mm-hmm. and while I am list building and that is certainly a priority and how I got into this okay what made it work for me is that it's sharing and it's just another way for me to share and I love hearing from people and like I said I mean when I see them pop up all the time where they're getting my latest free, whatever it is, you know that you're making a difference for them, whether I ever get to talk to them one-on-one or not. And so for me, that sort of just clinches it because it works and it's easy. And I have to, I like easy and simple. Mm -hmm. I've learned that doing it the complicated way doesn't make it, in the end of the day, nobody says, so how long did it take you to do that? Two months or whatever, right? Yeah. We're just assuming you just did it and it was no big deal. Yeah. So it's all about simplicity and keeping it simple. Um, yes. My virtual assistant recently said to me, you know, this is not working, blah, blah, blah. I could do it this way or whatever. I said, you know what? Why are we banging our heads against the wall? I love just that. do it the simple way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. whatever it is, as long as it gets done what we need, I'm all for it. We don't have to use this program and it's not working. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, this is the point for everybody is to find that vehicle to have conversations, to find people you resonate with and that you want to work with like yeah, that yeah. JV affiliate affiliate thing. You yeah. know, you don't need 20 affiliates, right? <laughs> yeah. I've never done affiliates. I've thought about it, but the, and for some that don't know, JV is joint venture and it is a, it's kind of a collaboration is how I look at it. You know, you offer this, I offer this. There's some, profit sharing too. Yes. It depends on, you know, what it's for. Like I consider in the gift giveaway that everybody that's in it with you is a JV affiliate. They're junior event joint venture person. They're Mm -hmm. going to be emailing to their list and you know, we're all collaboratively going to be marketing it together. So Mm -hmm. you're still, that's still a joint venture. It doesn't have to be any monetary base, but for me, it was more about the fact that I wanted to be able to select the people that yeah. I wanted their energy yeah. to be working with me. Okay. Right. It's not just out there broadcast to everybody because I believe strongly that it is about the people you align yourself with okay. and their energy. And so this is, you know, it's one of the basics that um, I think is talked about in many great mm-hmm. books out there about you know how to build yourself a business it's all about aligning yourself with people that resonate you know that you resonate with Mm -hmm. so so i applaud how you've done that by the way because when i first heard about joint venture um, opportunities and things the way the one that i was invited into was okay jill you're gonna put together a package of offers that are available and then everybody in the jv is going to Uh, pick from that and then they're going to share your offer with their list and then you're going to do the same thing you're going to go into this community like shopping cart and pick some things from their uh their offerings their their light in this reality and offer it to your list i see and i was just like 
I don't, I don't know. I, mean, I would have been with you on that. Like, yeah, you know, I'm just like, I don't feel, I mean, and then I was kind of like, am I being weird that I don't want to say hey to my audience, by the way, there's this person over here that has something and you might like it. Um, it just felt really inauthentic and I've recommended other people's stuff, but it's because I personally have liked it. So it hasn't been some, you have to, you know, scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. So I never said yes. So I like your version of a JV that you actually are building a relationship and it is something that you recommend in terms of to your audience. Again, I think that the shortcut for everybody is to truly only do things that resonate with you, yeah. whatever it is. Because, I mean, we've all done things that didn't, and then you end up spending time, money, energy, the whole bit. Yeah. And it doesn't work out the way that you had hoped or needed it to or wanted it to or any of those things. So for all of us, I think that it comes down to doing it as simply as possible, not being a perfectionist, but doing it to where it does make you happy. Like when I see my website, it makes me happy. When I see a banner, it makes me happy. And I think that's what we're saying. It's like, I go, oh my God, I could just sit here and look at that forever. I just love the colors and I, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, I love my electric blue. I mean, it's everywhere. And I just am always attracted to pictures with it. And I use it over and over because I love it. It's not because it's my brand, but I was smart enough to make it my brand. Uh, you get my point? It's like, while somebody else might say, well, goodness, you're staying with your brand. And I'm thinking, or I just love the picture. <laughs> so, I'm so the same way, like, well, tell me about your branding. I'm like, I don't know. I just, I just don't, my head doesn't go there with this work. Maybe it did when I was in corporate, but I, yeah, I just, my head doesn't go there. So that's cool that you're like, that you, yeah, I don't sit there in awe of my banners. Maybe it's because I did them myself. <laughs> I do most of them myself. I mean, I use Canva, PicMonkey, I yeah. deposit photos. And recently um, I made a blue banner and I just love this banner. But here's the funny thing. I bought a picture on deposit photos and at the bottom, I just loved how the light and it shimmered and it was blue and some yeah. darker whatever. And so I just cut off the banner at the bottom and now I've used it for this banner. And people are like, where did you get that? And I'm thinking it's a dollar picture off deposit photos and I just cropped it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> this is the point though is that you can keep it simple but the you have to just choose and like we said you know choose a few things be willing to put yourself out there because yeah. that's how you get on any of these things without a large list is that you have to be willing to you know kind of swim out and see what happens see what wave rolls in that you can ride and in the meantime you're busy you're doing things not tons of things yeah. One thing at a time. So you know what is working for you. And I can say that now as I start this new year, uh, other things are rolling in and, you know, I have bigger opportunities and had, I had to do the same thing yesterday was go, okay, do I really want to go in this direction with my business? Yes. I could make a lot of money doing this one contract, but is it really right for me, right? Do I really want to give that much of my energy for this? Is that really taking me in the direction I want to go? And it's awesome that there are a lot of opportunities everywhere. That's the point, right? But if you're not out there, they're, you know, 
FedEx is not knocking on the door. So um, I feel like we're kind of coming to a natural conclusion. You too? Always. Yeah. Yeah, we're on it. So this, um, somebody did have a specific question. I do want to answer it. It says, how do you start to generate a list? I have so few um, from Carol. And I'll share for me, I, I mean, even in my newsletters that I do send out, I don't say like, um, I don't have a lot of, I don't do necessarily opt-ins. Um, but I, on my website, I use a WordPress site and I have mm-hmm. Sumo as a, I think it's an app or a widget on there. And you can set the settings for a pop-up that says, do you want to sign up for the newsletter? And you can set, you can configure it for how you want it to be. That's one way. Um, another way that I found worked really well is there's different programs to help. Like if you start to take payments on PayPal, it will automatically link your mail system with your contacts, your business contacts on PayPal. I do that with my membership uh, side of my site, which I use as memberful. So my memberful members feed into my mailing list automatically. So that's one way. But if I were just starting and I was focused on a mailing list, and like I said, I wasn't, but if you are, I would include um, on social media whenever you're sharing something, if you want to know more, but people do free gift giveaways. I mean, there's so many things that people use to build their list. Gabriel, what's worked the best for you? It's the gift giveaways. By far, by far, um, people are so surprised when I tell them how many opt-ins I get. But again, we're going to go back to the underlying energy. And that's probably the most important takeaway for everybody is that I think from what Jill and I have both said, we're not actually money focused, Mm -hmm. although we're bringing in money. And I think that many times, you know, if that's your thing, it's always going to be, well, I'm not going to do this because I'm not going to make enough money doing it or whatever. I mean, there, there's resistance that's created and working to get yourself to a place where, you don't worry about it because you, it's just going to come as a natural part of what you're doing. Okay. And so if everybody can get cool with that, that helps because it doesn't set up that again, that energetic that's going with everything that you do. And so for me, it was, it's been that, but I have tried other things. And so again, I would say going out and speaking, we've already said you can do it without all the pomp and circumstance you can just write a simple email if you're not i mean if you're not out there for people to invite you which i was not i had to do the this is me and this is what i'm talking about and if your people resonate with that and you know i had um carrie murphy was one of the very first who signed me to do her show and uh she said you know i went out to your your web, your web page. And she goes, I just resonate with just everything about you. And the thing is that I went against my business coach who didn't want to do it the way I wanted to do it. She was like, that's not how we do it, whatever. And I was like, look in my about me page. So whoever goes out there, you'll see it. I started my journey 20 years ago, like you. And I went around the world to Mongolia and Egypt and India. I mean, lots of places. And I was like, I really want people to know that I didn't just pop up yesterday, right? Mm -hmm. That even though I've not been on the space, Mm -hmm. that this is really important to me. Like I really believe in this other stuff, right? This higher stuff. 
And so I insisted that I put pictures of myself in various places in my about me page, because that was important to me. And uh, that's exactly what Carrie said. <laughs> She's like, I just love that. Right. And see, but that was me. Like I went against conventional wisdom and this is how the business does it because it was important to me. And that's what we're saying to everybody here is this happens sort of organically as long as you're in the flow for yourself. Yes. Right. So we've given a lot of tips on how and what has worked for us, but it won't, all of these tips won't work for others. But the point is to ask, I mean, I really find that even with the people I work with, um, we think we're asking the universe. Okay. But actually it's sort of very nebulous. Like if you say to somebody, what do you want? And they're like, well, um, do you get that a lot? Right. They kind of have a general idea. It's not like super specific. And if you can think about everything, I, I always think about it as Hansel and Gretel breadcrumbs. I don't know why <laughs> but it always shows up for me. I use the same thing. We were leaving crystal breadcrumbs. I say it. I, we're so on the same wavelength. I do. Wow, that's so funny. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you're you're following a trail, right? But it's for you to know what that trail is, and it's not going to be. I see the end. It's you just need the next crumb. That's all, and that's what you're following. And so it's about you know not putting that pressure on yourself, and it grows. I mean, I. I think the point of this whole thing was that you can have a six figure business without working your butt off with less than a thousand people on my list because I did it. As long as you're following what resonates with you and you pick one or two strategies. I, like I said, I started with my one. Then when I felt ready, I started the summits and then, you know, now I'm moving into the group work more mm -hmm. and so it's followed a progression but for me the hardest thing was not throwing every ball out there because that like I said throw it against the wall and see what sticks I finally learned to focus that energy into just one thing if it didn't work to stop doing it and move into something else right I love that. And I love what you said about you, something that ended up working for you in terms of getting that first invitation, in this case from Carrie, who's a great, we have a mutual friend in Carrie, obviously. I adore Carrie. Yes. Um, is that you, you went against your business coach's advice. And you guys, that's about that authenticity because these telesummits, if that's, if that's you know what you're trying to get into, or for me it wasn't, but you know what I mean. Whatever your goal is, they're, they can feel that, I'm going to use the word canned nature, that formulaic approach to, oh yeah, this is what you're supposed to put on the business, um, business uh, the webpage here, or this is what your Facebook page is supposed to look like. I feel like actually the more you go off script and the more you do what feels right to you, which may be very different than what everybody else is doing, it actually helps you stand out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I agree I with you. And people feel you. Like they they feel you, you know? And so you, not your business coach, not the formula, not the this is what everybody's doing. That's so boring and it's so unoriginal. And I would say it's unfun. 
It is unfun. I tell people all the time, I wish I had better words, but fun and being in awe is pretty much how I spend so much of the time because I'm awed by what happens without me making it happen. And this for a mind person, very left brain, not being in control was my key and, and allowing the flow to happen. It means you take steps, but based on what that inner knowing is saying for you to do, mm -hmm. and then allowing the universe to bring that next crumb to you. What is the next thing? And that's really been my key is slowing down, actually. I think it's just slowing down and not thinking I have all these things to do. Right. No, start with one thing. You know, you need your calling card, right? Yeah. So that might be your website, like what you and I said. It doesn't have to be fancy. It just has to be you. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And so there's many ways to get started and it just depends where each person is. And even just based on the strategies we've talked about today, like my strategy and how it's worked, you know, it's start and only do that and finish it. Then do the next thing and just do that. So, and don't make a big, huge webinar, which is where I started yeah right I mean I did the webinar and I didn't have a list and that doesn't work that's like totally the horse and the cart you know? but it's cool that you tried it right but I yeah my I guess in closing here my go-to is what feels best to you I mean what do you want to do first what's most exciting to you and maybe what's the most scary to you I wasn't I didn't do that blog talk radio show because I knew I had it all figured out I had no idea how it will go. And that unknown, that unpredictability is partly what we need to get used to as business owners and as, you know, sharers of light in this reality is that you don't know how it's going to go and you don't know who's going to show up for you and we don't know how many. So I did it for me at first that I wanted to share and that authenticity came through. So trust yourself. It's okay that you don't know where it's going to go. Right. Be yourself and have your energy all over everything that you do, even if you hire it out. Like when Gabrielle was giving the example of going in and, and replacing pictures because they didn't feel like something she would want on there. Personalize mm -hmm. it, even to the things that you outsource, make sure mm -hmm. your stamp is on it, but, but stay at it, be practical. Um, when I post this, I'll share some links of other kind of articles I've written and I love business coaching you guys. And um, yeah, it's really fun. So I'll share my website, Gabrielle, and then I'll have you share your website and then we'll wrap it up. Does that sound good? Yes. Okay. So my website is jillrenefeeler.com. That's J-I-L-L-R-E-N-E-E-F-E-E-L-E-R.com. There's so many E's. And I, <laughs> I love to business coach and I love to do soulful activations and really helping us be our most amazing version of ourselves in this reality. And I love to connect with my higher self and your higher self mm -hmm. and our teams of energies that are here to see us shine, to celebrate and support us being a version of ourselves that is beyond our wildest dreams. Okay, Gabrielle. So true. All that you said. My website is GabrielleSpencer.com. G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E-S-P, as in Peter, E-N-C-E-R.com. And... All I have to say is find the person, whether it's a business coach, a healer, an intuitive, whatever it is, that you resonate with. 
I went through many coaches before finding one that I resonated with and it made that jump for me was just somebody who gets you. That's the point, right? And it's knowing that that person will come, but you have to be looking. I'm all about action, but kind of right action, right? So that's what we're talking about here. It's not about just doing things because I can. It's it's really being in sync uh, in order to do it. And frankly, you get there a lot faster in the end if you're following in that way than than if you're not in sync. So for me, I'm here to support you. And when you go out to my site, you'll get to see how I do that. And I just love for each person to be whole and complete and happy because it's possible. Even with teenagers. <laughs> we could do a whole different show on that. Both yeah, of us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for, for uh, being willing to play here and, and share our, our two views. It's fun to interact with somebody else that's doing it her own way and has had not the main success I would say is us sharing our light in a, in a soulful way in this reality when it's not, not normal to do that. Number two, we've helped a lot of people in our work. And number three, or even lower is that we've made really good money doing it. So that's a, it's, I have goosebumps on that. It's, it's the balance though. Don't you see? That's what we're talking about. It is the balance of having, it's not about money only. It's like, I'm, we're getting a workout. I'm getting my workout. I'm touching the people I'm meant to touch and the money comes with it and it all works. It's, and this is life in general. We, you have to make that wheel complete. When yeah. one spoke is missing, you don't have a functional wheel. Mm-hmm. And this is, right. So this is what you and I are talking about. And I'm super grateful that I got to share this time with you and with the audience because it's so much fun. This is why we do this, right? Totally. I love I hear, it. I'm hearing the song. This is why we do this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love you, Gabrielle, and I love everyone that's on the call. Thank you so much, and we will see you again another time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>